0: the stories told are purely a material of entertainment and fiction nothing is intended to hurt the beliefs or emotions of any particular what you're about to listen to contains explicit language and adult themes it is not suitable for listeners under 18. Welcome back to The Tales by Orange Peel Doris. I am your host Elise, and I want to thank you for listening. All right, so I am back from my 2-week break <laughs> on a quick little vacation. And uh I don't know about y'all, but the uh, 4th of July this year was uh as amazing as they are every year. <laughs> this year now they got on fire, didn't blow anything up. out beer, warm weather, fireflies, pretty good year. <laughs> A few years ago, I was at uh, my mom and dad's, and they live over there by uh, Buffalo River. So my dad bought like three bags of fireworks and put me in charge to set them off in the backyard. Um, We set up a stump (laughs) for safety, and um, we had friends there sitting at the picnic table, and it's about 50 feet away, you know, safety first. So I had been setting off the fireworks for a while, and my dad hollers out, is this the last one? Well, it coincidentally was the last one. So I hollered, yep, sure is. <laughs> and uh, it was a mortar. So I had it on the stump for safety. And I did everything right. I lit it. Had it slide down the tube. I was walking off, but glancing just to make sure. <laughs> and that fucker actually, by itself, slowly tipped and aimed straight for that picnic table. Oh, shit so I yell heads up and then die laughing as I'm kind of stepping out of (laughs) out of the way and uh it was hilarious everybody just kept having their conversation because they couldn't get out of the picnic table in time and it was just happening all around them and hitting the house is great my dad didn't think so. He's he's kind of like Red Foreman, and that's his, uh, his nickname that I have for him. It's even in my uh, phone, Dad, a.k.a. Red Foreman. And so he's checking the brick house to make sure that <laughs> it's not on fire, stomping out the grass. But it was great. That was really fun. Uh, good times. And um, the other thing that we did there... Years ago um, is my brother and I would set off uh, sparkler bombs. I'm not sure if anyone's done that, but damn, that can literally blow up a toilet. So other days in July to celebrate are uh, Kissing Day. And uh, sounds great. It was on the 6th. Um, The 9th of July was uh, Sugar Cookie Day. And uh, the sugar cookie was actually invented by a group of Germanic settlers who arrived in Pennsylvania um, in the 1700s. And then the 10th is don't step on a bee B-day. Ouch. <laughs> and then um, I like the 13th. It's embrace your geekiness day, which I do that actually every day. <laughs> And um, the 15th is Gummy Worm Day. So, yeah, if you like gummy worms. So, with this episode, it is called Every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Because I just threw together a few stories um, about guy stuff. Um, Dick size, in a way. Um, Clock rings lube just a few things like that other stories so I have um four for you this week and uh, I'll have my usual what's what with the naked truth my definition intermission my carnal knowledge and then a tip so let's go ahead and get started It is now time for a definition intermission. All right, here we go. For the first one, it is Beecham's pills. It is a British term, meaning testicles. This 19th century cockney rhyming slang term is commonly used to mean nonsense, and as such is like balls and cobblers. Other rhyming slang terms for testicles, that means nonsense, Uh, The choice of pills may not be arbitrary as they are usually round. (laughs) And then um, bell rope. It is an American term for penis. This term is based on both the shape of the bell and the similarity of pulling of a bell rope to masturbate. And then uh, bilbo, which is penis. In standard English, a bilbo is a sword or blade that was made in Bilbao, Spain, hence the weapon's name. This obsolete term is one of many warlike terms for the penis, such as bayonet, blade, sword, and generic weapon. Then the last one I have for you is. Bonfire. It is a British term for penis. This obsolete nineteenth-century term may derive from the sexual sense of fire. All right, on to the first story, <laughs> which is called "How Long Can One Wear a Cockring?" It was a Friday morning at eleven thirty, and in walked a man who was Latino. And uh, you could tell that he was in construction. Um, His accent was strong, but you could tell he had been here for a few years. He spoke very good English. And uh, he made his way to the back to where the cock rings were. And after a few minutes, I went back there to ask if he had ever bought a ring and um, if he knew how to use one. And he had not. So I went through all of the information that we have um, about cock rings. Stop the story. So, if this is your first time on my podcast, I do want to let you know or remind um, previous listeners that with a ring, you always, like any toy, wash it with antibacterial soap and water before and after use. And you want to be at least three-fourths hard before you put the ring on. When you put the ring on, you lube it up so you can slide it on. Put it to the base of the penis, not behind the head. I have been asked that. And also, you wear it for only 30 minutes at a time. It does cut off the blood supply. And so, back to the story. The guy wanted to know... How much bigger the uh, ring would make you and on that one I had to tell him I am not sure it depends on the individual and the amount of blood that they have flowing into the penis so I told him how about you try this jelly it's stretchy um, because you haven't tried this before it's not that expensive in case you don't like it and um, let's go ahead and ring you up. So we were at the the register, and he said that he saw information about cock rings on the internet, and the internet said that you could wear a cock ring all day. I said, "No, uh-uh, the max for safety is thirty minutes at a time." And he said, "Well, that's good because." I didn't want to be hard all day. And uh, I told him, no, because then you'd have to work from home. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to my podcast. A break with a carnal knowledge expression. (laughs) All right. So for carnal knowledge, I have pressing dangly parts. (laughs) Or playing peekaboo with your vein cane in the flesh pipe. Playing Tetris for all y'all 80s kids out there. And then playing a game of Mr. Wobbly hides his helmet. And if he's wobbly, I recommend a cock ring. Stiffen that up. The name for the second story is 30 Minutes. So I was working one evening, and a guy in his probably early 60s uh, came up to the register to purchase a cock ring. And as I rang him up like I would anybody that was in the store giving them information, I asked, "'Have you wore a ring before?' And uh, he said, yes. I said, okay, good. So you know you wear it 30 minutes at a time and then take it off. And then he comes back and tells me, I'm wearing one right now. And (laughs) I kind of just stared at him for a split second and uh, said, okay, 30 minutes. Please check out my website at www.orangepeeldoris.com. Now a moment on What's What with the Naked Truth. Okay, so I want to talk about sausage. And I know the theme has been dick in this episode of Every Calm Dick and Harry. But I want to mention the sausage tree or kegelia. It is a tree that is found in Africa. Uh, The tree can grow up to 66 feet in height with smooth gray bark on juvenile trees that peels as the tree matures. It uh, is in areas of plentiful rainfall, and it is also an evergreen. The third story I have for you is called Dirty Balls. Um, One day, I ran up to the store on my day off to help the owner with something. And while I was up there, there were three guys that looked like they were in college. And they were looking at the flavored lube pillow packs that we sold. And the owner said, "Uh, those are used for oral guys. And I want to tell you, there is nothing worse than going down on a guy with dirty, sweaty balls. And they just, in shock, stood there holding the pillow packs and looked over at us. And as they did, I just stood there behind her and just shook my head up and down in agreement. It is now time for a definition intermission. For your definitions, the first word I have is cock, which means penis. We all know that. (laughs) From the 15th century through the 18th century, this term was standard English. Only from the 19th century onward did it become a vulgar term. This sexual usage most likely derives from the watercock spout, or faucet sense of the term rather than from the male chicken sense that I did not know. And then damsons, which are testicles. This obsolete literary term dates back to the 16th century since damsons are small round plums. They serve as an appropriate food metaphor based on shape. And dead rabbits, it is a British term for penis that cannot get an erection. This is a recent usage. The choice of rabbit is probably based on the rabbit's habit of frequent population. And then the last one is sugar stick. It is a British term for the penis. This is a 19th century euphemism. And all of my definitions came from my trusty book of sexual slang. If you have a story that fits this podcast, please email me at doris at orangepeeldoris.com. On to the last story of this episode. It is called Knife Size. And it was a Saturday morning. I had... Just opened the store, maybe about 30 minutes. And I had a guy who came in and went straight to the back. He knew what he was looking for. And um, he came back with uh, a cock ring that was in a box. And I started to ring him up. And as I did, I said, would you like me to open the box and show you the product? And uh, he said, sure, yeah, you can do that. Well, there were three staples on the packaging. And so I reached over to grab my little pocket knife to start taking out each staple. And it took a few seconds. And uh, as I was doing that, out of the corner of my eye, the guy grabs his knife and flicks it out and this was huge it was like an 8 inch blade and i said oh i've i've got it i've just got one staple i appreciate it um a little shocked that a person pulls out this huge knife while i'm behind the counter and there's a register <laughs> anyway so I opened the product, let him take a look at it, and finished ringing him up. And, um, when I did, I said, I appreciate you again trying to help me with this box, but my knife worked just fine. And then I told him, it's not the size that counts, it's how you use it. And then he kind of chuckles and responds, Hell yeah, that's right. For the tip of the week, um, if you have not wore a cock ring, my recommendation would be to start off with a jelly. They are very stretchy. The silicone ones are more firm and the metal rings. I would be weary unless you are really experienced in that. And then if you're wanting to be adventurous, they do have the cock rings with a vibrator. Depending on the shape of the little bullet on the cock ring, there's one that if you put it upright and have the lady on top of you, then she could potentially have uh, vibrations on her clit. If you wear the ring like uh, you're supposed to (laughs) and have it above the balls on the bottom side of the shaft, then um, you can also get a pretty good blowjob with that as well. So there's just a lot of different products out there and, you know, have fun. This concludes the episode of Every Tom, Dick and Harry. I want to thank you for listening to my shenanigans again for another week and uh, i will be here next week and happy hump day please check out our website at www.orangepeeldoris.com a shout out to zapsplat.com for music and sound effects thanks for listening till next time